Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Johnny Krasinski, you can now find his work at The Athletic. Uh, the Timberwolves, hey, Johnny, I heard a hot take today on Sports Talk Radio down here. Uh, they were discussing in Fort Myers, they were discussing the uh, Cavaliers, and some caller called in and said he thinks it's a red flag on how the season was going that they traded uh, four or five of their players here. I, I, <laughs> Boy, I that, that was quite a, a scoop hot we were take. getting. Huh? Quite, that is a, a hot, hot take. Yeah, I've never I've never seen one like this. Have you? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. I mean, you look at what they did, and you know, I, I wrote about it a little bit today, Patrick. I mean, you, what you see so often from these kinds of situations is the GM kind of doubles down and just refuses to admit that he made a mistake with the previous deal and yes. wants to look good. But what Kobe Altman did, to his credit, was understand that this was more than just some little lull this was more than the Cavaliers just being a little bored and needing some some playoff motivation to get rolling they were they were in a real world of trouble and so this is hitting the detonation button and starting almost over from scratch and I I have not seen when you send out six players you bring in four in with like 30 games to play so they have their work cut out for them but I do think that they are right in that they were going nowhere if they had stayed the course so they kind of had to do what they had to do. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's uh, I think it's almost a given that LeBron's going to take off. But uh, that said, I guess they, uh, you know, you got to give them credit for guts. Now, what does Utah get out of this deal? They're, they're, they've been playing great. Ricky Rubio can't be stopped. They've won seven in a row, something like that. Why did they uh, feel like they should move Rodney Hood? Yeah. So, from what I understand, Patrick, uh, basically. They had grown a little bit disenchanted with Rodney Hood in terms of his inconsistency, his inability to stay healthy for long stretches. And for the word around the league is that he's a guy that when the going gets tough, he kind of shrivels up a little bit. And, and so uh, they had Donovan Mitchell, this outstanding rookie, yes. who really has kind of taken over in Utah there. And, and so Hood's playing time was getting reduced anyway. And so they're hoping that the Jay Crowder that they are getting from Cleveland is more like the Jay Crowder who was in Boston and who was a really good defensive player, could knock down some threes, and just did not look comfortable in Cleveland. They're hoping that they can kind of resurrect his career a little bit after, after the really rough first couple of months in Cleveland. And if they do, if they get that guy um, who is under contract for a couple of more years, Rodney Hood's going to be a restricted free agent this summer. 
it, it, it positions them a little bit better in terms of defensively, in terms of having a, a, a harder-nosed, tougher-minded veteran on the team. And so um, they're hoping that Quinn Snyder can get through to him and, and kind of get him back on track. And then, then they believe they'll be better off than, than, than having Hood, who is actually an explosive player and, uh, and, and a pretty good shooter. Hey, if OKC uh, doesn't figure out, every time you think they figured it out, they didn't figure it out. Uh, if they keep uh, floundering a little bit and Portland doesn't get it together, we could have that Utah Wolves first-round series. Woohoo! I'd <laughs> sign up for that one, Patrick. That would be half fun, the it? half the crowd would be rooting for Utah at Target Center. I, I I think you're right. I mean, I, Jeff Teague's public approval rating is pretty low around here. So if uh, Ricky comes in with his hair flopping and and you know throwing no look passes all over the arena, there might be a little bit of a revolt in there. Oh, what, he had 34, and then he had 20-some again the other 29, day? 29, yeah, the other night, yep. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I talked to him about that just yesterday, just checking in with him, and he just says that you know, after a few months of trying to reacclimate, he just feels a lot better and a lot more comfortable. Now, um, you know, we've seen him go through these stretches before where yes. he gets really hot for two weeks or something and then falls back down to earth, so... We'll see if he can sustain this kind of going through down the down the last thirty games of the season here. And we're all mad at Tibbs again because he didn't double team LeBron on the uh, inbound pass, right? Yeah, we we are we're mad at him at that. And wait till wait till we see what happens if he brings in Derrick Rose. How mad oh. we're going to be at him, Patrick? That's true. Now, what would what would be the purpose of that? Because he's not a shooter. Uh, would it be saying that he still doesn't like Tyus, or would it be just to have a third point guard in case because he's free? Yeah, I think like I, I think they know that Aaron Brooks doesn't bring anything to the table, and so you bring him in there to, to have a little more depth. And Rose is bigger and stronger than Tyus, and so maybe he could play a little combo guard, either point guard or or off guard. But really, what it comes down to, Patrick, is Rose is a Tibbs guy, and Tibbs really likes to stick with his people and and the guys that he trusts and the guys he's been to war with and as they get closer to the playoffs he hasn't been to war with Tyus yet and he hasn't he doesn't know how he's going to respond there so um if they do end up bringing him in which I think there's a strong possibility I don't think it's a done deal yet but I think there's a strong possibility I think it's it's more about a comfort level and a familiarity and and a confidence in Tibbs part that he can get something out of Rose that that Cleveland wasn't able to get and that really nobody has been able to since those injuries came in. Wouldn't they be a hell of a lot more interested in Bellinelli, though, who could make a shot? I, I would have thought so, yes, Patrick. Uh, they, they, they absolutely need shooting and, and perimeter defense a heck of a lot more than they need Derrick Rose. But I was told today uh, that Bellinelli uh, has his eyes elsewhere. He's not interested in coming here. So okay. um, I think that they're going to run into that a little bit. A lot of times... You know, you're all, you can only be as picky as your options. And, sure. And, yeah, if he doesn't so want to come here, you, they can. If, he, if he doesn't want to come here, you can't get it. I mean, he's going right. to have eight. If he's free, if it's costing you a million bucks, everybody will want him, right? No question. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have people lining up. Everyone wants three-point shooters. Even the Warriors want more three-point shooting. So uh, everyone will be lining up. He'll have his choice of suitors. And, and I've been told that Minnesota is not on that list. How did uh, they give up 104? I mean, they went overtime, but how did they give up 140 to Cleveland? Yeah, all those three-pointers, Patrick. And what we've seen really for from this team 
especially on the road, uh, their defense is just non-existent. And I think they've made some strides at home in defending and making things harder on, on teams. But when they get on the road, they don't guard anybody. And you saw early in the game against Cleveland, I mean, J.R. Smith has had a terrible year, and he looked like Larry Bird out there. I mean, wide open threes, knocking them down, and, and the confidence got rolling. And so then you had Smith and Korver, and, and even LeBron was, I think, four for six from three, even, you know, despite the traveling that, that, that he did sometimes to get those shots. But um, <laughs> this, this, this team has really struggled to defend the three-pointer all year long. I think they're 22nd in the league in three-pointers allowed against them. And so they, they, they often give teams wide-open looks, and then the confidence gets rolling, and then you just can't stop them. And so that's what we saw against Cleveland was they just didn't guard anybody early, and once they, they got into rhythm, then even when you got a hand in, in Kyle Korver's face or, or LeBron's or J.R. Smith's face, it was still going down just because they were feeling good. Hey, uh, it was legendary back in the old NBA that you'd have a crusty old uh, clock keeper that was the home team guy, right? And uh, yeah. the clock would never start. Uh, they're kind of letting uh, teams get away with that again uh, to to not start the clock when the you know I'm not LeBron's might have gotten that shot off, but uh, that was uh, when you've caught it and already taken a half a step and the clock hasn't started. There's uh, something wrong there. Yeah, and, and you, I think that supposedly the referees are supposed to be able to control that with a, with a clicker on their belt or something, too. Or, and and uh, I do think he may have gotten a, a little bit of a, of, a, of a tick extra on the catch before, before he released it. But I, I, I think that, you know, if you're kids and if you're the Wolves, you should probably look more at why you put Jimmy Butler on an island against LeBron, uh, you know, the best player in the world in that situation, uh, rather than double him, then, you know, ever worrying about having uh, the clock gods, you know, not going in your favor. Yeah, it is. It, I, I'm not complaining because right. I didn't think they got shortchanged, but it is funny that uh, I, I've seen that four or five times this year in the NBA where they don't start to, you know, because they, they really cracked down on that because in the old days, those guys were crooks man they would they'd give you nine ten seconds for uh if, if it, that's what it took to get a shot off so uh they're they they're just a completely opposite team home and road right yeah i mean they they're, they're un, unbeatable at home i think they've won 12 in a row haven't lost since december 16th but they get on the road and whether they're playing back-to-backs or whether they've had days in between or or anything else they just don't have the same energy. They don't have the same focus defensively. And, you know, whether it's a good team or a bad team, I mean, Cleveland was playing terribly before they, yes. they walked into that game against the Wolves. I mean, they had lost to Orlando by 18 or 20 points the night before. and After and leading by 21. After leading by 21, yes. They, I mean, they were a mess, like psychologically, physically, everything. And and then they come out and hang 140 on, on the Wolves. And, you know, that's why tonight, I mean, I mean, I know a lot of people think that they're going to walk into Chicago and, and beat this struggling Bulls team, but I, I would not be surprised at all if, if uh, Zach Levine and Lori Markinen and these guys take them right down to the wire just because for, I, I don't know why it is, but they are, they're just terrible on the road. And, and, and if they don't get that fixed in the next month and a half, you know, newsflash, Patrick, but I think you got to go, go go on the road in the playoffs. 
So yeah. uh, they, they got to figure some things out there. And they've lost to, even though the Bulls are having trouble, they've lost to worse teams than this oh, yeah. on the road. They've lost. Orlando, to... Memphis. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you name it. They've always played down to their competition, and, and, and they always give teams a reason to feel good. And you can tell they start games, and these teams don't want to be in it. They don't want to play. But then it's a layup line, it's wide open threes, and, and sooner or later, you know, these, these, these scrappies are just saying, ah, screw it. If they're going to let me, if they're going to let me score and, and, and do whatever I want to do, we might as well try and win one here or there. And, and that's what happens. And so, uh, they, they gotta, you know, they gotta lock in defensively. They also got to get town some more shots. I don't know. The guy shoots 80% every game and he can still only get eight or 10 shots a game. It's a, it's amazing to me. So there, there's a lot of things they got to figure out on the road. Um, if, if you got, if we're going to really start taking them seriously and if they want to, somehow chase down that number three seed i mean it's there for them if they actually were able to put in some effort and 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 some professional performances on the road they can go get that thing but uh but they're not but san antonio isn't going to just give it to them hey uh shabazz just going to get released or they're not going to get unless they you know trade nobody for nobody but are they just going to release him i i think either they're going to release him, patrick or they're just going to tell him to go away and, and keep collecting a check i mean they they have an open roster spot right now so they don't necessarily need that spot um unless they're at want to add two more bodies in the buyout market but um you know from what i'm told muhammad has really really tried to force their hand i mean he's he's not coming on time to practices he's not really uh you know kind of engaging in the group he's trying to make them part ways with them and they're not giving in they've 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 dug in and if they can't get anything of value uh which they couldn't at the trade no. deadline you know they they're, they're they got to look at other options but it's just a shame because they were all everyone was hoping that that was going to be a nice little spark plug off the bench and boy it's been nothing but a disaster this season it is amazing the uh the Few exhibition games they played. Everybody says the most improved players. Yeah. Said, oh man. He was in great shape. I mean, but I think like early on in the season, you could tell that every shot he was taking, he was trying to make back that ten million dollar salary that he yeah. that he left on the table, and there was too much pressure. And then he didn't play well, and then he got the quick hooks, and and then he got you know peed up, you know peed off, and and then we got into a, a standstill, and so. It was, uh, you know, it, it's just been a budding of heads really for the last two and a half months and two stubborn people going at it. And I think Muhammad's a little more to blame in this situation than, uh, than Tibbs is. Hey, thanks for your time, Johnny. Nice talking to you again, sir. Thanks for having me, Patrick. We'll see you. All right, John Krasinski, he's at theathletic.com, the uh, Minnesota uh, version of that. And uh, you can read the whole site, I guess, but the uh, Minnesota version uh, is uh, they're covering local sports. We shall return. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. placing a personal bounty on the head of Tim McCracken. You can't put a bounty on a man's head! I... Are you nuts? Bounty! We could all land in the clinker for this! Oh, big deal, You can't put a bounty on a man's head! <laughs> that is behind-the-scenes footage of yes, this coach, right. Patrick. Oh, that is. Uh, Sarah Murray... 
was uh, she's a Faribault girl. That's because right. Her dad, Andy, uh, now uh, the coach at Western Michigan, former NHL head coach out in L.A. with the L.A. Kings. She was uh, he was coaching at Shattuck St. Mary's when uh, she came along. Sarah Murray. And of course, uh, surprise, her daddy was a hockey player. I mean, a hockey coach. She became a hockey player, ended up being a very good player at uh, UMD. I was on uh, two national championship teams up there as a player. Uh, she taught English at an international school in Beijing for a year uh, and then decided to come on back and uh, figure out a way to get uh, start playing hockey again. She This is Chip Scoggins' column on her today. She was getting ready to move to Switzerland to play professionally in 2014 when she ran into Jim Peck, who was a friend of her father's, Andy, and uh, he is a Korean-Canadian and the director of the Korea Ice Hockey Association. And he basically told her, we're trying, we're trying to hire a new coach for our women's national team for the 2018 Olympics. And they had a conversation about it. A few months later, her dad told her, hey, you got an interview to coach the South Korean women's hockey team. That's amazing. Uh, and so in 2014, she became the coach of the South Korean women's soccer team, hockey team. Now, everything was fine, right? Yeah. Uh, she was uh, apparently Minnesotan Marissa Brandt. She was born in Korea and accepted an invitation to compete for her native country. Brandt played at Hill Murray and Gustavus. She said when she first came to the Korean team, they had to teach the players how to get over the boards. Oh, no. When, when to get over the boards and things like that. Well, they straightened it out so that the team came over here and had played exhibitions against the Gophers and stuff like that. And I wouldn't say they were competitive, but they were getting better. And then, what, a couple of weeks ago, they did the merger with North Korea and they sent her 12 new players from North Korea. And uh, now she's got to try to uh, put that team together out of complete chaos. Uh, Sarah Murray is her name. They play their first game Sunday, the Korean team. And uh, she's uh, 30 years old now and uh, the coach of the Korean uh, national hockey team. And a good uh, Chip has a real good column on her. She'll get a lot of publicity uh, this week because of the uh, Minnesota at uh, Minnesota and the U.S. angle. So, Patrick, what we can take from this is if the Cavaliers think they're going to have problems meshing together at the end of the yes. season, look what she's dealing with <laughs> yeah. with North and South Korea. Yes. Yeah, she's uniting, got... <laughs> uniting nations, for God's sake. Yes, and... At any moment, Kim Jong-un could call up and tell him to come home. Right. Too. So she's, uh, plus, she had a roster of players, right? Yep. You only can have a certain size roster, and she had her own team prepared to play in the Olympics, and then all of a sudden they told her, no, half her team's going to be North Korean. So Unbelievable. That would uh, be a bit of an adjustment to make. But one of the, uh, one of the more fun stories about the uh, Winter Olympics is uh, Sarah Murray, the uh, uh, young lady from Faribault, UMD, now the Korean hockey coach. I used to love uh, when I covered the uh, Olympics and uh, when they were putting together the – the hockey teams from places like Italy and that, you know, they had a team. I think in Lillehammer, Italy had a team there. And all the kids were Italians from the Iron Range, basically, whose grandpa came over to dig dig uh, ore out of the uh, the mountainside, uh, the the hillside up there. And uh, that was a close enough connection to be on that Italian team. I wonder how many, uh, wonder how many uh, Korean 
U.S. transplants there are on this. So it's much like the World Baseball Classic. Yes, it is. When we're, yes, hey, is. did you have a grandfather that yeah, once lived right. in yeah, yeah. the Netherlands? Yeah, right. Great, yeah, you're on the Dutch team. Or did he land at the Amsterdam airport? Boom, that you're in, kid. That. You're in, that is true. <laughs> All righty, we uh, shall return. This is the Friday Fun Fest featuring musical guest Linda Ronstadt. Chris Reavers with a sports update. Thank you, Patrick. We have breaking news this hour, courtesy of the Star Tribune. Two prominent leaders in Minneapolis high school athletics have left their posts. Trent Tucker, the district's director of athletics since 2013, resigned. Also, Ryan Lamberty, athletic director at Southwest High School, was placed on administrative leave. A school district spokesperson confirmed both moves today, but did not offer specifics, citing data privacy laws. Tucker, of course, played for the University of Minnesota in the NBA. Uh, they also both did not respond to phone messages, according to the Star uh, Tribune. And uh, Leo Lewis was uh, bounced out over there about a month ago, right? Yes. Leo, Leo I can't remember what his job was. but uh, I have it here. Was, uh, Leo was athletic director at Minneapolis, Minneapolis North. Minneapolis North. So something's going on over there. Uh, I consider uh, Trent Tucker a friend of mine, and I hope him Hope for the best yes. in this situation. Uh, we've got uh, more Olympic news, Patrick. An oh, good. An estimated 16 million people watched NBC's coverage of the first night of the Olympics, down 20% from the 20 million who watched uh, the similar first night in Sochi in 2014. Wait a minute now. You mean last night's stuff? Not the opening ceremonies. Then. This was last night's coverage, correct? Okay. Well, what did we have? We didn't have anything. Yeah. There, we? Well, there was a bit. There was uh, the downhill female uh, skiing, and there was some figure skating because the bride was watching that. Oh, I noticed. Okay. Some kind of a uh, NBC, mixed doubles or something. Yeah. Okay. NBC said a total of 17.2 million people experienced the Olympics if viewers on the NBC mm. SN cable network and digital users were also added in. Uh, four mm. years ago, NBC did not offer. Cable coverage or live streaming to compete with the network's primetime coverage, and if you so, miss, they're making excuses for the decline. basically, yeah, basically. Okay. And if you miss you those, see, you know what kills them? The fifteen hours, man, that yeah. kills their seventeen or however long it is. Uh, and if you missed the primetime preview, the United States had two failures today. We uh, lost in mixed doubles in curling. We fell to the Swiss nine to four, and we also lost to the Republic of Korea nine to one. Nine to one. Holy cow! That's, what a Beating. That's 41 donut-like, isn't it? That's, well, so <laughs> our stones weren't sliding, I'll tell you that, where they were supposed to. Uh, we do, by the way, speaking of that, speaking of curling, we have our first uh, uh, celebrity in terms of U.S. curlers. Ooh. Do you guys know who Matt Hamilton is? No. He took the ice to compete alongside his sister Rebecca in mixed doubles curling Thursday. Some they, viewers, they're the ones that just got beat. Uh, no, this was the, the, apparently that these photos surfaced yesterday, so I can't okay. tell if that was in in this particular event. But in any event, uh, viewers were quick to point out that he bears an uncanny resemblance to Nintendo plumber Super Mario. They look <laughs> identical to each other. Really? He's got the red hat, the big bushy mustache. And people are having fun with it. I you even think, think he's, he's doing it on purpose. I absolutely think that he's doing it on purpose. Yes, okay. Patrick. Well, so there you go. There's How about your... the Canadian babe? Is she back this year? I, I haven't seen that. any photos of her yet. 
No, I don't think she's in her forties now, yeah. so she probably didn't make the team because that's a very strenuous sport, you know. Yes, you, you got to throw a rock, then you got to have a drink. It's very, <laughs> uh, you know, it's tough. Uh, we do have a baseball signing to report. Oh, good. The, the Toronto Blue Jays have agreed to a minor league deal with former Faribault Lakers righty Jake Patrishka. Wow! According to Chris Cotillo of SB Nation, I thought you were going to say one of the big eight of that are still out there and signed, but uh, Jake, Jake is. I don't think Jake's signing is going to break the no. roadblock. Do you? Uh, he'll have the opportunity to earn $1.3 million in base salary with 500000 in incentives if he can make the Major League Baseball roster. I didn't realize the White Sox non-tendered him. I did not know that. And uh, I, I said roadblock. Logjam. The cliche in baseball when you haven't had a trade. Yep. Is the, the, there's, uh, at the winter meetings, we used to say... <laughs> Well, who's going to break the log jam around right. here? And then some minor trade will be made. The log jam has been broken. <laughs> Manny, I'm doing this story just for you. Uh, you guys know Isaiah Thomas was traded yesterday by the Cleveland yes. Cavaliers to uh-huh. the Lakers. Well, he previously conceded to Paul Pierce's push not to show a tribute video for the former Celtics point guard on the same night that Boston retired Pierce's number 34 jersey on February 11th. Yes. Well, well, now he won't be there. So. Just moments after the Cavaliers decided to trade Thomas and Channing Frye in the team's 2018 first-round pick, Sports Illustrated's Extra Mustard put together a short compilation of Thomas's best moments in a Cavs uniform. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey. All 15 okay, games were uh, were featured in this momental. It's very very. So what are the Lakers? Many times Jeff Teague blew by him in the. Uh, no, in the but game he did the include night. the the clothesline he gave to Wiggins against the Timberwolves <laughs> the other night. Hey, what? Uh, so what are the Lakers gonna? Does this mean Lonzo sits or who sits? Well, now? Lonzo's hurt right now. Oh, okay, so, so Isaiah plays, out. and then we'll figure it out later. Huh? Yeah, Lavar is not gonna be happy. Oh no, 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 no he Levar will not. Is not gonna be happy. Uh, Eagles super fan Jordan Claris wanted to mark the special occasion of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, the very first Super Bowl in franchise history. So. He got a tattoo inspired by Jason Kelsey's Super Bowl parade speech. Patrick, oh have you seen Jason Kelsey's outfit from the parade yesterday? I haven't seen the outfit. I heard the speech. He's he was dressed a little over rot. He's dressed like a Mardi Gras genie in the, oh. at the podium, and an Eagles fan got it tattooed on his leg. Yeah. Okay. More whiskey. Give me more whiskey. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, let me do one more story just okay. for you and for Kenny. Okay. Three members of an Ohio family who registered winning fish in the January 27th Brainerd J.C.'s $150,000 ice fishing extravaganza on Gull Lake have passed passed lie detector test. Lie detector test. Wow. So it's a fact that they just showed up and caught caught the biggest perch ever recorded in uh, at Malax, I guess. So it's amazing. Uh, Yvonne took third place with the 2.89 pound Northern Pike. Rostick, his brother, captured 98th place with a 1.07 pound perch, and I forget how big the, the old man. The winner, the winner won the. Uh, he won three, the yeah, truck. He the won old, the grand prize. The old man weighed in at 3.10 pounds. I'm blaming all these legal shenanigans that you now have to jump through to uh, enter one of these contests. I'm blaming it solely on your old man, Pat. Yes, that's <laughs> right. All his fault. Right, right. I'll have to look under the steps see if I have any of those well, fishing rods. Kenny, you get more in. credit for the extra weight when they're frozen. <laughs> yeah, God, right. it's just simple science. It's now at the point where we have to bring our 
our lawyers if we want to go to one of these uh, fishing things. I think they should send everybody. It would take longer, the fishing contest, but you got to send everybody out there on their own for an hour and then keep them, bring them back. You know, you, know? you always mention great moments in Joe Souchere history. I'll never forget the time he asked when we were, I forget if it was footage of the, the big fishing term. He said, how come no one falls in with all those holes being drilled in the ice? <laughs> He's such a dumb skull. Oh, my God. All right. He's ours. Yep. We shall return. <laughs> The ride with Royce now continues. Personal sixty-nine. Offense. He's giving them the business. It's time for late hits. This was basically uh, back in the day uh, when the golf season officially started. Uh, the Pebble Beach that used to be the uh, the uh, big event of the year that got everyone uh, uh, started. Uh, the big Crosby Clambake when I was a kid and. Uh, there was a sports writer of the Star Tribune named Dwayne Netland. It was the Tribune back then. He convinced the the Tribune to send him out to cover that thing. What a genius. A that was uh, just his greatest move. And you know what else he convinced them? That they had to cover the resorters. Tour oh, every yeah. year. Bemidji, Alexander, and Detroit Lakes. He spent three <laughs> weeks up there on the company's dime, too. What a, what a great... Uh, a scam that was. You know, the mayor turned on. Uh, is, it, is it the Boca Raton Championship? Is that what's being played? Oh today? yeah, the senior. Yeah, so, that's right. That's the one my stepson ran until this year. He's but is that, is that the one that they're playing at Pebble Beach, or am I confusing? No, 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 no. Because he had Beach the Pebble Beach, uh, whatever the tournament no, the on. Boca Raton is the senior. Got okay. it. Okay, so he had it on in there. And it's the only time we've left it on because of the gorgeous shots on that television, sure. the TCL TV in there. It's fantastic. It's Pat. You're just you're watching guys on the yes. ocean. It's unbelievable. I uh, played there. It was oh, uh, that's fantastic. right, uh, and uh, it is. And it, there's supposed to be four days of sun out there. Usually, you get the rain or the pelting rain or the clouds or the the morning uh, gloom and all that stuff. But it's supposed to be four days of rain. It, anyway, that's a public course, right? By the way, Pebble yeah. Beach. Yeah. <laughs> About four fifty for a green fee, maybe five hundred, but it's public. And you could get on at six a.m. on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, you could right now. It's it's a public course. The one time I played it though, uh, it was for uh, U.S. Open Media Day. Sure. Uh, and the Minnesota Ten, the guys that ran the press room, kind of arranged it, and uh, uh, Wong and I and Roe, we all, I think Roe was with us. Yeah, we all went out and. Uh, we played Pebble Beach. We played uh, Spyglass Hill right next to it, which is harder than uh, Pebble Beach. We played Poppy Hills, and then we played the Olympic Club. And the only place we played retail was at the Olympic Club. So fantastic. that was uh, pretty good. Yeah, it was fantastic. Anyway, our guy Troy Merritt from Spring Lake Park yeah. is uh, tied for second today at uh, 10 under par. He's played a good, uh, tied for third. He's played good out there, uh, played well out there in the past. And uh, he's tied for second. The leaders are a 22-year-old kid named Bo Hostler uh, was a University of Texas player. He's one of those uh, golf brats from Mission Viejo, California, down there in Orange County. Didn't we and, have Troy on at the golf show a couple years ago? Yeah, we did. That's and what we've I had him. We've had him on the phone a few times, and he's a great guy. And also, 
uh, Justin Johnson is tied for a lead, too, at uh, 12 under, those two guys. So uh, it's a, uh, a good weekend to watch golf, and it comes on kind of late in the day, too, uh, because it's out on the West Coast. They play at three courses the first uh, three days, and then it ends at uh, Pebble Beach on Sunday. Uh, the uh, the University of Minnesota wrestling team is finally going to get something out of this facilities craze that we've gone through. They've spent a hundred. They're spending a hundred seventy million dollars over there on new facilities, and one of the last things is that ratty old uh, wrestling room down in the basement of the Beerman Building. Uh, one of the stinkiest places in America, like every other wrestling room. They are now going to get a full-scale new wrestling room in the old basketball gym, practice gym that was in the Beerman building over on the other side. So it will expand the size of their facility by uh, uh, lots of, uh, you know, it'll probably be four times as big as that and wrestling room There's was. nothing quite like that winterized smell of the wrestling room where the guys have had a full day workout you know what those clothes don't smell good when they take them no off no they do you know? not no you got it you get the student managers in high school you know that's that's got to be the worst job of them all. Yes, being the wrestling student manager, right? Right, right. You behind that is hockey, like, probably the hockey you student wash manager. Those old jack straps and everything. And, oh. uh, and it, it, yeah, hockey's bad too, but I don't think it's as bad as wrestling. How's the that? wrestling? The wrestling guys will like tape you up to a post or something just for giggles. How's go for wrestling been this year? Not as good as normal. They've yeah. uh, the Big Ten is really tough, and they I've been noticing they've been taking some defeats. They were ranked, but they're not uh, they're not the powerhouse they have been. I think we're doing a little rebuilding now that we lost Coach Robinson. I miss Coach Robinson, even though I gotta say. Throwing Xanax in the river wasn't the smartest thing. Probably ever did. not. But I, I, I'm with you. When he would do those hour sit-ins with you, I, I, I'm not the world's biggest wrestling fan, but I was fascinating conversation. You know, well, I'm fascinated with wrestlers as a cult. Uh, we had the, <laughs> 20 years ago. Was it 15, 20 years ago? We had the NCAA wrestling match at uh, wrestling meet at Target at Target Center. Was it that long ago? Uh, yeah, 15 probably. Okay, and. God, it was great to see, you know, you'd be downtown then and you saw these guys, and they all walked the same. Yes. You know, they're yep. uh, 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 hulking. And I got the move, you know. <laughs> and back then they had the bad ears. Now they got, now they make them wear the... The protective mm, gear, yeah. The protective, but those bad little ears that looked like a fist were fantastic. It was, uh, I li- I li- I've always been a big fan of, of those guys as human beings. I can't figure out. <clears throat> hey, one more thing here. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays and uh, have announced a tentative deal to per- well, not a, they have announced that they're going to pursue a stadium, a seven hundred million dollar stadium in the Yibor City portion of Tampa. So they're going to go across the river. Okay. I mean, go across the the Gulf over there. But they're I heard I heard. Uh, down on the radio down here. There's only one problem right now as they talk to the uh, city of Tampa Let me and guess. other people there. They got no money. They haven't figured out how to finance it. Oh, there's but, a shot. But they got... They they have until... The city of St. Pete has given them until the end of 2018 to come up with a new stadium plan. But I think 
they can't get out of there until 2022 or something like that because the original owner signed a 35-year lease or something Dumbest like contract that. in sports history. But this place is a little bit landlocked. It's kind of a bar. It's an area that's got a lot of bars and restaurants and stuff down on the water, sure. down, on the, down on the water, and it would be tough to get in and out, but it certainly, at least it would be on the right side of the causeway. Here's the, yeah, only, so. here's the only reason why I wish that it doesn't happen, because when I become Major League Baseball's commissioner, my first order of business will be to move the Tampa, Tampa Rays to Montreal Back to become to Montreal. the Expos. Back yes. to Montreal, although they, they have the same problem. They have a lot of, well, they haven't. They have the advantage of actual enthusiasm, but unlike Tampa, but they also don't have a financial plan right now. So I thought didn't they? I thought I read something where you know maybe it was uh, maybe it was part of that documentary in the X was that Labatt almost came up with a plan in place to build a stadium downtown Montreal, or was am I Mm -hmm. mistaken? Before they moved to Washington, they were trying to come up with. Is that what it was? Okay. uh, By then they'd. You know, they never got over 94, the people up there, when they were going to go to the World Series, and then the strike came. And when they came back, they'd gotten rid of their whole team. So, All right, we uh, shall come back with, no, not the Daily Complaint, Friday Feel-Good Thought for the Week. Friday Feel-Good Thought for the Day. What do you got, Ravers? Patrick, Manny. I love you both, but in 36 hours, I will be on a plane to San Diego, California. What's the weather forecast? uh, We're going to be a little cool. Uh, We thought we were going to be in the mid-70s, but we're only going to be at a daytime high on Sunday of 69, so we'll have to brave the elements. You're okay. Well, it's 80 down here, so uh, (laughs) Manny might be jealous. I'm not. (laughs) But uh, good luck. Have a good time How far away is Pebble Beach? uh, Keep yourself busy. Whatever you do, don't let your wife allow you to relax for five minutes. Don't worry. She's, Run around like idiots. She's uh, she's well underway for the planning of that, uh, uh, yeah, so that yeah. won't be a problem. How far well, away is? Have, how, I was going to ask really quick. How far away is Pebble Beach from there? Is that a, is that oh, a hike? Oh, that's San Francisco. Oh, that's, that's way too long, far. Long. That's long, way yeah, too far. Yeah. yeah. All right, Manny. What do you got, Manny? Uh, well, What's your I'm, feel good thought for the week? I'm just very happy, and this might even be your feel good thought for the week, Patrick. I'm very happy that our guy. Brandon Lang <laughs> shares the exact same opinion of Mike Shusevsky as you do. <laughs> because like I told you before, when Brandon was laying in to Coach K, I could just picture you down in Fort Myers just grinning from ear to ear, just yeah. enjoying every word of it. So that's that's what makes me feel good right now. Uh, here's my feel-good thought. Well, you're right about that. But uh, here's hey, uh, you know what, th- really quick. In, in fact, from, from here on forward, anytime we mention Brandon, it should be, our good friend, BrandonLang.com. <laughs> yes, I think oh, that's... <laughs> Hey, uh, my feel-good thought of, for the uh, week is uh, we had uh, Lyndon Ronstadt as our musical guest, and I ran across this story when she was appearing on the Johnny Cash show uh, way back when. June Carter noticed that she wasn't wearing pants. She wasn't wearing panties. What? And uh, <laughs> she was there. Uh, June, uh, she, she saw some hints there that she was out there uh, sitting on a, uh, a couple of stools next to Johnny, and she wasn't. When she's showing herself, according to uh, June, she made her assistant go out and get her a pair. Of, she said, "Go out and get her a pair of bloomers," and uh, and she made her put pants on. But Linda Ronstadt said to Johnny, "I sing better 
bare butted. So uh, that 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 okay. only increased that only increased my admiration for Linda Ronstadt. And in honor of that, you did the same doing the show today from Fort Myers. I wouldn't go that far. Oh, okay. But uh, and I don't think June Carter would have complained either. So. No, probably not. All righty. Uh, we'll do this Monday. Well, you'll be in San Diego. Manny and me. Manny, can we uh, can we handle it? I think we can. I think you we'll guys try. will be just fine. We will try. And I know we'll get a lot of help from the mayor. <laughs> if we need him, Plenty. he'll help. He'll, he'll contribute. All right, boys. See you. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.